Welcome back to another episode of D Suite Nation. My name is Dan Hutchinson. My partner to my left, don't say the name Harbaugh Jordan because he'll trigger him, Mr. Ray Asensio. Hold on, man. Wait a minute. Harbaugh? I'm not, I'm not anti-Harbaugh here, man. I'm towing the line like you and Steve told me to do. I'm towing the line. I haven't said I anything bad about him. You're going to have people thinking I hate Harbaugh. I don't. I love the guy. I'm just tired of losing big games. That's all. I get you. I get you. Jordan, Jordan, on the other hand, can suck a dick and die for all I care. I don't give a fuck who likes that. All I know is every time the name Harbaugh comes up around you, yeah. you get a little emotional. It just It's frustrating. That's all. I don't hate the guy. I'm, no, I pulling, I'm pulling for our troops to, you know, I don't hate the guy. I get it. I get it. Well, speaking of Harbaugh, since we are halfway through the NCAA college football season, we're going to talk about, you know, how Michigan's season has gone this far and uh, – how it could play out over the course of the rest of the season. We got some pretty big games um, against some high ranked Big Ten teams, and uh, we're there's so many possible out. scenarios with this top ten. Man, this is one of the this is one of the most interesting uh, midway FBS seasons I've seen in a while. So yeah, it's a it's a good I guess a comeback year for the Big Ten. A lot of a lot of yeah. uh, Big Ten teams ranked in the top ten. I think at one point there was five ranked in the top eleven. Um. Let me see. Not this poll that's out now, but the previous poll had five Big Ten teams in the top ten. That was the first time in FBS history that five teams from one conference was in the AP top ten. Yeah, that was. And we're not too Ohio. far off now. We're not far off now because Iowa's eleven. You know, we right. st- still got the other four in there. But that yeah. was before Iowa lost. Yeah. Or uh, yeah. No, you're right. Was it Penn State? And then they Iowa beat, got they beat Penn State and then and the Iowa Purdue, lost Purdue. They lost to Purdue, right? right? Yep. yep. I, I don't have my uh, schedules on here because <laughs> I don't know how to read in Braille. God, that's not my fault. You got old eyes. All right, so let's talk about Michigan season to, thus far and how it's gone. So at the beginning of, of the season, I think it was our podcast that we did right before their first game. I said that I wanted to see. Michigan go out and and blow out somebody on their first game. Yeah. That first game where all the all the power schools usually yeah. just blow out that that nobody that they play week one, and and Michigan did that. Western Michigan was it? Western we Michigan. Beat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They won forty seven fourteen, and and uh, yeah, they went out and did exactly that. And then Washington was supposed to be a competitive game, but that ended up. An ass beaten too. Yeah, against a, a very good secondary. Uh, Washington has a has a, a really talented secondary. I think a couple guys that are uh, projected to go into the NFL. So, yeah, we we blew them out. Um, and then Northern Illinois, of course, we blow them out. Uh, really good game. Um, one thing that we guess we didn't talk about is in the Western Michigan game, we did lose Ronnie Bell for the season which was unfortunate because it has, I don't know, to me, it's really shown in the passing game. Like, the, the passing game is not as explosive as we saw that first game or the first quarter or half or however it was that Ronnie Bell was in there. Like, it, it seemed like they were firing all in all cylinders. And after he went down, it seems like we've had a couple of guys step up, but – it's just that's the that's the one piece of the offense I think is is lacking right now is the passing game. Uh, I respectfully disagree with that okay. statement there. Now losing Ronnie Bell obviously was huge 
But I don't. I really don't think that we've digressed with Cornelius Johnson being our premier target. You know, he's had to step up and has stepped up. I'm not saying he's as good as Ronnie Bell yet. I'm not saying that. Okay, he stepped up. Roman Wilson stepped up. And what is now? He didn't play last week. He was injured. I wonder if he's playing today. Roman Wilson. I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not and sure. then and then we've had other guys step up. Uh, the guy, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Sanistro. He's got a weird name, Sanistral or something like that. Anyways, he stepped up too. He stepped up too, but guys have stepped up and have gotten the job done, okay? With with Ronnie Bell going down, and, and yes, I agree with you. That's a, that's a big blow to us, okay? Mm-hmm. But I don't think that we've digressed yet with our uh, wideouts by committee, I guess is what you can say. I think they've done pretty good. Cade McNamara, I think is a, I think is a good quarterback. I think he throws a nice ball, uh, very disciplined. Uh, he's only thrown one interception this year. Yeah. Um, I like his vision. Uh, you know, I'm not crowning him as an all American yet, but I think we got two good quarterbacks, him and JJ McCarthy, McCarthy, more like a, like a Drew Henson type, a dual threat, the dual threat with the legs yeah. and all that. But, um, if you look at some of the some of the balls he's thrown downfield, and, and he's overthrown a few, but but that's there. That will be there. I I like our passing game. Yeah, that's that's my one concern with Cade is that he's we've seen it in the in the Wisconsin game where he hit some shots downfield, but he's also overthrown a lot of balls, wide open balls downfield where. If he would have connected, there would have been touchdowns. I, you're right. I agree with that. But but it's there though. That that's there. You know. So yeah. But the one the one thing about him though, it's sometimes he can be a little inaccurate, like overthrows, <clears throat> bad passes. But when the moment needs to count, he seems to deliver a good ball. If that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. yeah. A lot of big, a lot of big uh, situations where they brought in JJ McCarthy too. Uh, I think it was. The game against uh, was it Nebraska? Where they? It needed, I think it was Nebraska. Yeah, Nebraska. Fourth down, uh, like a fourth and three or fourth and two or something like that, and they brought in McCarthy to let him run. So uh, Jim Harbaugh must have a lot of lot of confidence in JJ McCarthy. I wish that they would big I, moments. I wish that when McCarthy's in the game, they would kind of mix it up a little bit and don't just run him all the damn time because he's going to separate his shoulder like Dylan McCaffrey did, and we never <laughs> seen him again. When yeah. when they put McCarthy in the game and and like us as fans already know what's coming, the defense knows what's coming. We just I wish we would kind of, you know, let him throw. You know, kind of mix it up. Yeah, yeah. He's he's throwing a few balls, but yes, I I get what you're saying. I, I'd rather see him. I'd like to see her about bringing him in, bring him in more throughout the course of the game, but let him pass a little bit. If that's what you're going to do, if you're yeah. going to go with the two quarterbacks, bring him in more throughout the game. And let him run instead of bringing him in situations like a fourth down where you need two yards, where the defense clearly is keying on him running. They haven't yet stopped it, but right, you know, we, we don't we don't want to use him like the way we were using Eddie McDoom a few years ago. <laughs> even though he's not a quarterback, but right. what he would play what three plays in a game, and every play was a reverse. Yeah, you knew. Okay, it was we don't want to put him in that Eddie Eddie McDoom category. Even though I like McDoom before he transferred, but you know, right. Um, so the, 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 the bright spots for the Michigan team obviously has been the running game and the defense, uh, the defense, offensive line too. offensive line. Uh, we have a really good group of running backs with, uh, Haskins and, uh, 
uh, man, I just blanked on his name, uh, Blake Corum. Yeah, Blake Corum, yeah. Haskins, uh, A.J. Henning when he's called upon. Donovan Edwards is showing signs that, you know, possible star. Running back of the which future. Which I like, yep. which I won a lot of money when they beat Davison last year, his <laughs> team, but I had to, Dan, sorry. <laughs> that's not considered clowning you, is it? I'm just having no, fun. No, okay, hey, that's the truth. You know, he, he single-handedly <laughs> uh, won that game for West Bloomfield. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, Aiden Hutchinson, Aiden Hutchinson is a beast. That dude, he's got, a, he's got a bright future in the NFL. I, I knew that he was going to be a good player because of his genetics, you know, Chris Hutchinson. But, man, he, he might be better than his dad when, when Chris play. I don't know, man. That's, that's saying a lot, but – yeah, he's he's a bad dude. He's kind of like uh, I think he's kind of like a kind of got some like Nick and Joey Bosa in him, kind of. Is yeah. that a fair comparison? Yeah, that's a very fair comparison. I, I see that. I think that's a a very uh, a good comparison to compare uh, to the Bosa brothers. He's the same, similar style. Yeah, similar style. Yeah, or even like a Mike Vrabel. All these Ohio State guys I keep naming. What the hell am I? Okay, <laughs> let's move on. Mike Vrabel is a linebacker, but yes, Nick and Joey Bosa. Those guys were. Uh, yeah, edge rushers, right? Yeah, uh, not your prototypical edge rushers. More, you know, lean, pin your ears back, and sprint to the quarterback kind yeah. of guys. And that's that's what Aiden Hutchinson is too. Yeah, yeah. Could even throw a T.J. Watt in there, probably. I don't know. Yeah, T.J. Watt. Yeah, very good comparison. But they played very well. Uh, I think Michigan's defense ranks one of the top in the nations. I don't have the numbers in front of me. I was just trying to pull that up. But I really like our young Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator. Yeah, uh, I, I just uh, I, I just like a guy who's young, um, youthful, and smart in X's and O's. Man, I think he brings all that. He's he's a good coordinator. Yeah, we were fortunate to. Uh, it, I think I think Harbaugh had some kind of connection with the Ravens <laughs> to be able to maybe. Steal, yeah, steal, maybe. steal him away, yeah. <laughs> steal a coordinator away from little brother. <laughs> Is John younger than Jim? I thought. I always thought John was the older one. You know what? I think you're right. I think John is older than Jim. Not by much, though. Not it was by, by a year or two. Well, well, his big brother lent him a uh, coordinator. Seems to be working out very well. Yeah. Uh, bring, hopefully bringing a uh, more NFL-style defense to to the Wolverines. And it seems to be paying off. Well, he's, he's getting the most out of our players. So that's all you can ask for, for a coach to get the most. Rather, you're talented or, or not talented. Get the most out of your players. That's yeah. all I ask. And stepping up in big moments too. Yeah, like when we need a stop, like against Nebraska, when uh, that uh, that strip in the uh, in the fourth quarter. Yeah, who strip? Who made that strip? I, I remember that play. I want to say, man, I can't remember. I thought his name started with an H. Like, I can't a, remember who made like, that play. Like, but yeah, I want to say Haskins. I know it's not Haskins, yeah. but yeah, like yeah. you just said, big time players make big plays in yeah. big games. They're stepping up in big games and making big plays at the end of games when it counts, when they need a, a play or need a stop. Unlike years past, where they would give up a big fourth down play or they'd give up that play that sealed their fate for the game. It's it seems to be reversed this year, where they're they're coming up in those big moments and making those stops. Now. Our last six games, okay, we don't need to talk about Northwestern, Maryland, and uh, who's the other chump that we play in between there? Indiana, Indiana, I think. We don't need to talk about them punk-ass schools. Let's talk about the big games we got at Spartan Stadium. The big games at MSU on October 30th. We play? Oh, we play at Happy Valley, and then Penn we got the State Buckeyes at home. What do you- on November 13th, and then on the uh, 11-27, Ohio State, last game of the year. 
Now, this is interesting because we talked about this earlier in the week. That this, we kind of got this round-robin sort of thing where these these four teams kind of play each other over the next uh, five weeks. And it's going to be interesting how it all sorts out. Yeah, there, <laughs> there's a lot of avenues here, Dan. Um, if, it, if it comes down to where the, the committee has to choose – between Ohio State, Michigan, and Penn State, if they all say they all have the same record and it comes down to whatever, I can tell you right now they're not going to choose – the committee ain't going to vote for Penn State. I can, I'll, I'll guarantee you that. Well, it, yeah, it, 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 depend, it does depend on how it plays out. But right now Ohio State seems to be in the driver's seat uh, because they're ranked number five. But Ohio State plays – Penn State, the yep. same day that we play Michigan State. Yep. So that weekend right there is going to – That's at the horseshoe? That's at the horseshoe, yeah. Okay. That's going to sort some shit out right there, right? Because if if Ohio State wins, right, that puts two losses on Penn State, takes a lot of pressure off our game with Penn State. Um, If Penn State loses that game, which I think they will – now they have one loss. Who did they lost to Iowa, right? They lost to okay, Iowa. Okay, that'll yeah. give them two Big Ten losses. That's going to eliminate them from playoff contention. Maybe not necessarily the Big Ten title. If they lose that game, loss number two, that's going to eliminate them from the playoff talk. Right, because the eventual Big Ten champion, at least in our division, is is going to not have any more than one loss, right? Because when it's all sorts out, if all four teams have one loss. Right, it's gonna, you know, there's tiebreakers in there, right? Yeah. Hopefully, we we see an undefeated Michigan get to that last game against Ohio State and pull it out. But yes, a, a two loss t- Big Ten team is not gonna be in contention for the Big Ten championship game nor the college football playoffs, at least not this year. Now let's talk about the Michigan State game next week. Okay. Um, they're number. What are they eight? They are, are they nine. Nine? nine? Okay. Um, that's an opportunity for us to beat a top 10 team on the road, which hasn't happened in 15 years. I had to look that up. I've been trying to think of the answer for like two years in my head. <laughs> I couldn't. I had to look it up. Okay. I looked it up. The, when we beat Notre Dame in 2006, that was the last time we beat a top 10 team on the road. Yep. You asked me that question earlier in the week. Can, we, could, can, I, can was, we snap that next week? We, got, we have two opportunities because – well, I don't know. I don't know if Penn State will still be in the top ten when we play them. Depends on how bad they lose to the Buck. I don't know, but but we have an opportunity next week because State's off this week and they're going to stay in the top ten going in next week's game. What? Yeah. Um. But we, what we do got going for us is I believe Harbaugh is undefeated in Spartan Stadium. He hasn't lost in Spartan Stadium thus far, I believe. His record is three and three against the Spartans. Yeah, wait a minute. I believe I believe that. Our, okay, our hold on. Loss. Let's break it down year by year. In 2015, we obviously lost that game. That was the muff punt. The trouble, that was at the big house. Trouble the snap. The following year, we beat we beat them. That's when um, Jabril Peppers, Peppers was running down the yeah, sideline. Uh, smoked. Okay, them. we beat them. That was a win. Uh, 2017, we lost at home to Michigan. Uh, I see D. Sweet over there Googling his information like we don't know what we're talking about. 
Uh, go ahead, Google away. I know what I'm talking about. Uh, anyways, um, okay, 2018, we played at Sparty, and we won that game because Donovan Peoples-Jones, I think, did the, the Paul Bunyan pose. So, we, yeah, 2019. Yeah, because we're 2-0 and at Spartan Stadium out of, out of six years. Because the last two years, we played them at Michigan Stadium. We played back-to-back years that game at the Big House. Yeah. So, yes, in, in 2016, look at look at the only guy that's not on a phone or a computer <laughs> figured it out while you guys are noodling and scrolling. Yeah. 2016-2018, Harbaugh is 2-0 and at Spartan Stadium. Yeah. And he is 15. I believe he's. One and three at home versus them. Yeah. Damn. Yep. Undefeated. So we got that going for One us. and three <laughs> at home against the fucking guy. It's probably a better thing than we were playing we we're playing at East Lansing. Uh but yeah. So it's a big game. That that is a big game. It's gonna put uh you know, it'll it'll sort the undefeated thing out, right? Uh, hopefully give us a, a win against a top 10 team on the road, like you said, yeah. which is a, a notch in our belt towards, you know, uh, you know, on a resume for the committee, so to speak, for the college football playoff, beating, beating a top 10 team in our division on the road. Yeah. It's a, it's a big game. Now, let me say this now. I'm not, I'm not trying to take shots at Sparty here. Okay. I'm not, I'm a, I, this is how it's going to happen. Now we've had state guys on here before and, and a lot of our friends are state fans or whatever. I'm just telling you to prepare for this, okay, if you're a Spartan fan. And I would be willing to bet that this would happen. I'm not just throwing shade at them, okay? If they lose the Michigan game, that'll give them one loss. The committee will not put a one-loss Spartan team in the playoffs like they would like an Alabama or an Ohio State, you know, if they had one loss. I don't know. Michigan, I don't know. Michigan could possibly get in with one loss if they beat the Buckeyes. But Sparty, for all intents and purposes, because you're not a brand-name school and you don't, you don't generate no money, a one-loss Spartan team is not going to the playoffs. I'm just saying that right now. That's how it's going to happen. That's how it always works out. Then they're going to be whining and complaining. Woo, we beat Michigan. They're in the playoffs. <laughs> well, we draw the money, okay? Michigan State, you guys are, you know, you guys are some – you guys are a no-drawn institution. You draw about as much money as Ren Jones does at his wrestling events. <laughs> so a one-loss Sparty team will be eliminated from playoff contention. Not, not the Big Ten title game, but playoff contention. I, that's just how I think it's going to work out with them. Yeah, and, and even, if, even if Sparty were to beat us and have a one loss, their, their schedule at the end of the season is is tough, too. They still have to face Ohio State and Penn State at the end of the season. The The chances of them getting through all three teams uh, is, is pretty slim. Okay, between Sparty, us, Michigan, and – let me see, us, Sparty, Penn State, and the Buckeyes. Uh, uh, yep. I, believe, I believe we all play each other. Yes. Nobody is going – Three and zero in those three games against each other. You don't think so? You don't. You that's don't. A, that's an awful tall. Oh, let's break it down. Okay, now, okay, let's start with Michigan first. We got State and Penn State on the road. 
that's going to be tough to win both of those. Let's be honest. I, I mean, you say that, yes. I, I know. I, I'm not predicting anything. No, but, I mean, yes, it's going to be tough, but I think it, it can be done, especially with the yeah. way that our defense plays and especially how good a running game we have. I agree. Not disagreeing with you, but I'm just saying between those two games – and then the Buckeyes at home, we can't, we can't say this is the year. We're going to beat Ohio State. We, we've been saying that for 20 years, okay? Yeah. I'm just saying, because we're just starting off with Michigan here first. In those three games, it is highly unlikely that we will go 3-0 and in those games. Do you agree with that? Highly unlikely. Highly unlikely, I'm going to yes. be cheering for them. Yes. I'm going to be predicting them to win probably all of them, but it's highly unlikely that if, they will go 3-0. and If you're speaking in an odds sense. Yeah, in an yeah, odds sense. The odds are not in the favor of, right. of any one of these teams running the gambit of 3-0 and against the other ones. And I'm going to say this also. The Ohio State, Sparty, Michigan, and Penn, Penn State. State. Michigan State, that's hard to judge because – Throughout their history, at least in the last 20, 25 years, Michigan State and Ohio State, they go back and forth. They went on each other's fields. They go back and forth. Yeah. They really do. Michigan State has a few victories over the Buckeyes at their place in the last 15 years or so. Yeah. So you, we can't just automatically assume Ohio State's going to run away with that game, man. It's just Mel Tucker's going to have them guys prepared. Now, let me see. They got, they got Sparty at home, Penn State at home, and then they play at the big house. I don't think the Buckeyes will go 3-0 and in those games. That, they'll have their second loss. That's going to eliminate them from playoff contention. Yep. That's how I think it's going to work out. Yeah, they, they have Penn State at home, Michigan State at home, and then at Michigan at the end of the year. I don't see them going 3-0. and You? No, especially since and – th- and this is the reason why – this is also the reason why I think if – I know we've been saying it for tw- the last however many years, this is the year, this is the year, but realistically – I mean, this is uh, Ohio State's their most vulnerable this year. They've already got one loss against a, a, a Pac-10 Oregon team. So the blueprint is out there for how to beat them. I don't think they're as, uh, even though they've been putting up a lot of points, but you look at their schedule and there's there's really not a, a decent team on there except for Oregon to this point. <laughs> so they've been putting up a lot of numbers. Who have they, who have they played? They've played they, Minnesota, lost to Oregon, uh, they they played. Uh, was it? Tol- See, and that's a bad loss for the Buckeyes losing to Oregon because Oregon lost to Stanford. Yeah, yep. Tulsa, Arkansas, Rutgers, and Maryland to this point. Damn. So that's not a tough schedule. And the one the one nationally ranked team that you played, you lost to, or in Oregon. So I think Ohio State this year is is sort of a fraud. Ah. Uh, Go ahead. No, I don't. I don't agree with that. Go I ahead. mean, I mean, if this is the year, they're, they're, it's a down year for them. They're not as explosive. They do have Chris Olave, who is is going to be an NFL wide receiver. But this is the year to catch them. I, I mean, we're on the uptick. Ohio State's kind of just sitting there idle, not really doing anything exciting because, like I said, they are putting up big numbers, but against it's against nobody, right? So. Ohio State is not going to get through Penn State, Michigan State, and us with three and zero. Not, not. I, I agree not with chance. that. I, I still think that Ohio State still they're, they're still obviously talented enough, obviously, um, because 
in the last 10, 12 years or uh, whatever, only Alabama has more talent from top to bottom than the Buckeyes do, okay? They have the talent, and Ohio State can turn it up at the end of the year and get momentum. Yeah. Okay, and you're, and you're right about the first first half with their schedule with not playing anybody. I agree mm-hmm. with that. Now, I'm going to say this. Although I don't think it's going to happen, I think that between the four teams we just mentioned, Michigan, Michigan State, Penn State, and Ohio State, even though they've struggled, Ohio State, if there's any team that's capable of going 3-0, and it would be them because they've got the coaching, they've got the talent, they're in a funk right now. I wouldn't call them a fraud. <laughs> I wouldn't call them a fraud. They won a national title seven years ago, and they've been to the dance. I wouldn't call them a fraud. Yeah. But, but they can turn it up, and they are always going to be dangerous. And we know when they come to the big house, they're going to be mentally prepared and want to kill us like they always do. They just they take that rivalry seems more serious than, than we do as Michigan fans. I mean, we say we hate the Buckeyes, and we do, but we don't hate them the way that they hate us. They're going to be prepared. They're going to want to slaughter us again. That's the way it goes. They don't let up. They don't let up. They're dangerous. Yeah, they are dangerous, but like I said, they, they... – Man, the F word. Fraud, that's a strong word, man. Well, okay, maybe maybe I'll take a, a, a back step on the word fraud, but <laughs> it just that goes that kind of goes into my feelings about college football in general. But we'll get to that later about you know where you start the year being ranked sure. based on yeah. what you were last year, even though your team is completely different, right? Like, yeah. So they they just don't have that. I mean, nobody's talking about their quarterback naturally too much anymore. Uh, C.J. Stroud. Nobody's talking about a running back. You know, everybody's talking about you know Chris Olave, the wide receiver. But doesn't seem like that there there's names on that team that are getting a lot of national attention. They're playing well, but they're playing well against bad teams. So it seems like they're vulnerable. Maybe that's more of a better word. They're more vulnerable this year than they than they have been in years past. Okay, I I still think the jury's still out there, but. We'll see. We'll, we'll see. We'll now, see. They, they're uh, not to yeah, be we'll fair. See. We'll, see. we'll see. To be fair, Michigan's schedule is kind of in the same way. Like we haven't played anybody hard either, except for Wisconsin. Right? We did have a tough game against Nebraska, even though they were maybe one of the toughest non-ranked teams out there, especially in the Big Ten. Um, but we haven't played anybody either. Uh, but that's the beauty of the schedule this year. It seems like. With, with Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Michigan State, the schedules are all backloaded. Now, we didn't know it was going to play out this way, where, where we have all four of these teams ranked in the top ten, and we've got to do this round robin of playing each other. Yeah. I think that's awesome because it makes for the one of the most interesting second halves to a season we've ever seen because yeah, there's I a agree. lot riding on the line with these with these three big games that we have coming up. Absolutely. Oh, who's next? Um, so let's talk about Penn State. Okay, uh, who, who have they played? Penn State has played. They they won against uh, number twelve Wisconsin at the beginning of the year. They beat twenty two ranked Auburn, and they lost to number three Iowa. Those have been their big games, but uh, they they certainly haven't had no cupcake schedule. No, they haven't. Their quarterback did go out. For the second half of that game against Iowa, which yep, they that. they were up when he went out. Um, I'm blanking on his name. Um, I knew it. Uh, I, can't, I can't remember. White dude. Clifford, I think his name is. Uh, but that's that's basically what lost him that game to Iowa. Penn State would have won that game if their quarterback hadn't gone out. So they've they've probably had the toughest 
schedule out of the four of those teams uh, thus far, uh, playing three nationally ranked, you know, top 25 ranked teams, two in the top 10. Well, no, Michigan was 12, or uh, Wisconsin was 12, I'm sorry. Uh, so when we talk about Ohio State, I would you say it's not likely that it's likely that they they don't get through all three teams with one loss. I've taken a step further and I'd say I would be more inclined to bet that Ohio State has two losses coming out of those three teams. That I think they're going to have a tough time with Penn State. Uh, they beat Michigan State, but and then I think we I think we get them at the end of the year. That's. It's a good scenario. It's a good. I don't know if I call that a prediction, but that's that's good. Uh, good way of looking at it. That's this is my opinion. When when I think his name was Clifford. When Penn State has their starting quarterback, I think Penn State's the toughest team. I think they're a tougher team to face than Ohio State at this point. Yeah, I would agree with that. So to this point, to this point, that might not be the case in five weeks, though. It might not. Uh, but yeah, so the, and then they go on the road. They play uh, Illinois. They play Ohio State on the thirtieth. Like we said, the same day that we play uh, Michigan State. So a well, lot of we got to go back to something, okay? Because you said something. Uh, you said if if Penn State's quarterback didn't go down, they would have definitely beat Iowa. How how are you so sure of that? Well, well, if you watch the game, I watched it. They were Penn State was leading. Penn State was up, but I but I think uh, like a touchdown or something. I may be wrong. Maybe yeah, they were up so, by a touchdown. Yeah. Iowa didn't seem to be playing very well. Uh, you know, they weren't moving the ball. Nobody was. You know, it was kind of back and forth. Um. You know, nobody was putting up a lot of points. But when Penn State's backup quarterback came in, he he played like shit. I think he, the first drive he came in. Isn't they, he a true freshman? I think he was a true freshman. Little, the dual threat guy, the little guy. Yeah. Yep. He uh, they, he, he couldn't throw the ball. They were running. I think the very first drive they came in, he was. I think it was like a couple false start penalties yeah. in a row. Yeah, and he fumbled a snap. It, it was it nervous. Just, probably had nerves. Yeah. Yeah. It just all fell apart. He, you know, he could do nothing for them. So they they had no offense going for the whole second half of that game, and they they could only hold off Iowa for so long, right? Okay. If if they if that if Clifford doesn't go down. Uh, and I hope I'm saying his name right because I've said it so many times. I I, hope I better be right, but he goes down. If he doesn't go down, Penn State wins that okay. game. Right. I, they were just playing. You know, it was kind of one of those games where, like, Penn State had the lead. They were evenly matched, but Penn State was holding them off, right? But they, Penn State was still able to move the ball downfield. When the backup came in, they couldn't move the ball. That gave Iowa, you know, uh, better starting field position every time that they turned the ball over, had to punt. They were always starting on the Penn State side of the field. It, it just was a disaster. Lost in the game. Unfortunately for Penn State, injuries are a part of the game. Yeah. Okay, because we lost our top receiver, but we have to we had to step up the best we can. So, yep. It is um, what it is. And, and like I said, that is that is the one thing that worries me going forward in the season, especially playing teams like um, – Ohio State is that if we can't score with them, I think that's going to be the, their downfall. Now, do I believe that we had a we have a defense to really slow Ohio State down and limit their scoring? Yes, I don't. They're not going to be putting up you know forty fifty points on on us. I don't, I don't think so. And this ain't going to be the uh, uh, Dwayne Haskins 
game where they blow us out like 15 and nothing. You know, was that the revenge tour year 2018? Yeah. That was the worst. That was the worst, man. Oh my god. Uh so yeah, I I don't I, I think, watched that game at the Moon Saloon. The Moon Saloon. Um uh, <laughs> but yeah, Penn State, you know, they play Ohio State, uh then Austin and they finished the year at Michigan State. That I mean, you can say you can say the same thing about all these three teams. It, it's it's very unlikely that every it's very unlikely that that somebody's going to get through this gauntlet without a loss or or an additional loss. But I agree with that as a, as a Michigan fan, and I do hold out hope that 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 Michigan is the team that proves that wrong. If if we can beat. Sparty and Penn State. I'm saying if. That's going to make things look real interesting for Michigan if we can beat those two teams. But it's going to be tough. But Especially if we can get to Ohio State remaining undefeated. Well, we will be if we beat those two teams yeah. uh, I, I on think, the road. I think the, the – I mean – I still think going one and one against them, I still believe that that doesn't hurt our playoff chances. I don't know. I was it two thousand. Was it two thousand six? What year was it? Last time Michigan got to that game undefeated. Two thousand six. Two thousand six. Yeah, I I really don't want to relive everything after that because there's a couple people I'm gonna be talking about. So so my point is, getting to that game undefeated creates creates a a, a very different. Energy. Do you know why? Do you know why we weren't in the national title game uh, that year that you're talking about? 06? Why? Why don't you tell us? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> I'm only going to talk about Michigan because I'm not going to get into this Florida shit. Okay, but okay. Here's what happened: Number one versus number two. Okay, Michigan at Ohio State. Great game. We lost 42 to 39. We lost by a field goal. At the team that was preseason number one, and they were ranked number one the whole year, the year Troy Smith won the Heisman Trophy, yeah. went down to the wire. Mark May, okay, I know you like these sports center guys. Fuck Mark, fuck Mark May and Garrett Danielson, another guy, because he was, he was doing SEC games at this point because the, the Big Ten told him to take a hike. After we lost that game, in my opinion, Michigan was – Clearly the second best team in the nation, okay? Ohio State was the best. We were clearly the number, the second best team after the game was over. But since Mark May and Gary Danielson and all these other guys start talking about, well, we don't want to see a rematch. We want to see somebody else. Because at first they were shifting their focus on USC before we lost to the Buckeyes. No, I take that back. When we beat the Buckeyes, they were focusing on USC because they still had another game left against uh, the Bruins, their rivalry game. And the Trojans had one loss. So Mark May and all them guys I just mentioned were campaigning for the Trojans, saying if they win, they're in. I was like, what the fuck? I was mad at that. Then they lost. USC lost to the Bruins. UCLA. Now they, yeah. Now they focused on Florida. Mark May, well, it's clearly Florida is the second. Florida, wait a minute. You've been saying for three weeks now, USC, if they win, they're in. And they shouldn't have been in because 
Our one loss was to the Buckeyes, the number one team in the country, Heisman Trophy winner, and they'd been routing people all year. We lost by a field goal on their turf. USC had lost to uh, an unranked Oregon State team at home. How is that a better USC going into that UCLA game? How is that resume better than ours? It's not. So this is what I say. This is what I was saying at the time. If you don't want to see a rematch or whatever you want to call it, okay, fine. I guess I'll have to roll with that. But there also should be a rule that if you lose to an unranked opponent at any time during the year, you're automatically eliminated. <laughs> and then Florida. I remember Florida's schedule. They, uh, they had one loss, and their one loss was to an 18th-ranked Auburn team, okay, which was a good team. But our loss was still more impressive than theirs. And then they played Arkansas in the SEC title game, and Darren McFadden's stupid ass went for uh, – a punt. You know how, like, when you're at the 10-yard line, if that punt goes over your head towards the end zone, let it go. Yeah. You know what he did? He ran back like he's goddamn Jim Edmonds playing for the California Angels, trying to catch the fucking ball, muffed it. Florida picked it up. Danielson, oh, my God. Okay, enough of that. Okay. <laughs> we were clearly – we were clearly – Ohio State and Michigan should have played each other in the national title game because we were clearly – the, the second, second best, best team, team in the country, and we deserve the right. Yeah. But, <sighs> yeah, I mean, the Big Ten hasn't got a lot of love uh, for the last decade. Did you bring any so. whiskey? <laughs> oh, well, yeah, serious. Okay. Anyways, go ahead, man. Let's move on. Let's move on. Except for Ohio State. I mean, but that's that's happened in – I mean, you don't see that in the SEC. The SEC, that, that gets brought up all the time where those scenarios get run through, like, like this year with Alabama and Georgia. Well, Alabama loses to Georgia. They could still face each other in the playoffs, and it seems like all these rules applies to all these teams except for the SEC teams. When there's two good SEC teams and one loses it to the other, I know. They're, they're still the second-best team, right? So not not a lot of luck. That's what You're right, because Alabama, with their one loss, they will more than likely be in – if they finish the season with one loss and win the SEC title game, they'll be and, – and Georgia will probably be in also. Yeah. Yep. They will put a one-loss Alabama team in. It, that's going to be hard. If, if Michigan manages to go undefeated and beat all these three teams and end, end the season with no losses, where do they finish, right? Where do they finish with if, if the top four remain the same with Georgia, Cincinnati, Oklahoma, and Alabama? Let's see. Oklahoma has – Oklahoma doesn't have anybody tough left on their season. I think I think the biggest game they got is their end of the year rivalry with Oklahoma State, who's ranked number eight right now. So that's going to be a big game at the end of the season, right? So yeah. uh, Cincinnati, <laughs> I, I don't even know. I, I don't even know how they're number two because they play in what what conference they play in the ACC the Big East what, I don't know what, what conference they play in right? Saginaw Valley Conference I think but, last time they I have it they they've beaten the Notre Dame team <laughs> right they beat Notre Dame the yeah Notre year. yeah I mean I, I guess you can kind of cla- I mean it's tough to win at South Bend but then again Toledo almost beat Notre Dame at Notre Dame right but they haven't played anybody else and like, they're and they're more Miami, likely going to go undefeated Miami of Ohio Murray Indiana Murray. Murray? Is it Murray State? Okay. Whatever that is. Murray State, the alma mater of Popeye Jones. Temple and UCF. <laughs> University of Central Florida. That You telling me that that's a number two ranked schedule? Right there? I mean, you have Oklahoma, number three Oklahoma, 
Alabama and Ohio State behind them. Okay, I'm not taking away from anything that Luke Fickle's doing, man. I like what he's doing with the football program there, but they are they are not the second best team in the country, man. I, I don't I don't know how they. I'm not a part of the voting committee. I don't know how they vote this shit, but when you vote, you need to vote who you think are the best four teams at this point. How much money? I mean, how much money would you be willing to bet on if if Cincinnati played Alabama tomorrow at a neutral site? Who would win? Yes, I, I'd put my life savings on Alabama. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't bet on Cincinnati to beat any of the top five, t- other five teams. Right. I now. think Michigan State would route them right now. Georgia, Oklahoma, Alabama, Ohio State. I, I think Cincinnati loses to any, any one of those. Yeah, teams. they're they're going to get snubbed because they're they're going to. What's going to happen to them is what happened to Central. Uh, UCF Central Florida a yep. couple years ago, 2017. They yep. went undefeated. They thought they should have had the right to win the national title. They even have a national title banner at their stadium. Yep, they have an undefeated banner. Yep, that's like that's like uh, FBS stolen valor there. But um, they're going to get snubbed because we've seen this before. We've seen. I remember Connecticut was once ranked number two uh, not that long ago. Uh, who else? Uh, Southern Florida, the Bulls. They were ranked number two at one point. And Cincinnati, they, they, uh, man, I hate to say it, man, but they're, they're not going to be a playoff team even if they're going to go undefeated because when they, when it comes down to the final vote, when all the conference championships are over, there's no way, there's no way that they're going to allow them to be in the final four. No way. Because think about this. Say at the end of the season, you have a undefeated Cincinnati and you have a one loss Ohio State team and a one loss Michigan team. Are you telling me? that you're going to put Cincinnati in the playoff over a one-loss Ohio State team and a one-loss Michigan team? I don't think that they would be better than a one-loss Michigan, a one-loss Ohio State, or even a one-loss Penn State team, for that matter. Uh, um, no, no, I would not. Because you're talking about one these four teams, Michigan, Ohio State, Michigan State, Penn State. Two of those teams are going to have a lot of clout at the end of the season, mm-hmm. right? Going through... The, the the gauntlet of the other three teams with coming out with maybe one loss, right? Or or wins. Or ending the season with beating the other teams and ending the season with just one loss, right? So you're you're talking about a couple of these teams maybe ending the season with, with just one loss. You're telling me that you're gonna put Cincinnati in over two teams that just ran through that gauntlet of three other top ten ranked teams and came out with one loss. Yeah the the committee is usually pretty good when it's teams like that. And I, I, I'm not trying to take anything from them. I'm glad that those kids are having fun. Uh, I, I think Luke Fickle is capable of being a, a good coach at a, a brand-name school someday, okay? But, but no, Dan, I agree with you. There's no way that an undefeated Cincinnati is better than a one-loss Ohio State, Alabama, Michigan, or Penn State. No, exactly. they're not. All right, listen up. Two words you should know. Benny's. Beer Hall. That's right, Benny's Beer Hall is coming soon. Located in downtown Millington, Benny's Beer Hall is the newest spot to grab a cold craft beer, watch the big game, and hang with friends. Benny's Beer Hall will feature 16 beers on tap using the Nordic Tap Draft System. TVs throughout the Beer Hall guarantee you'll be watching the game that you want. And if you're hungry, Benny's will feature some of the area's top food trucks and local carryout cuisine. Benny's Beer Hall, coming this fall in downtown Millington. We'll see you at Benny's. Roast. Now, now the biggest disrespect here is 
I don't know. Tell me what you think about this. Oregon, okay? Oregon's number 10. They're ranked number 10. One loss, Oregon, number 10. And Ohio State is sitting there at number 5. When Oregon went into Columbus and beat them at the beginning of the year. and At their place. At their place. And Oregon, because they lost a tough rivalry game with Stanford, they're sitting at number 10. In my opinion, okay, to answer your question, when you're this late in the season, if you got the same record as him, both have one loss. If you won the head-to-head, we've talked about this before, if you won, if you won the head-to-head, that means that you're better than him. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I agree with I don't know how – I would love to talk to an Oregon fan right now and just – if How, a, how does if that I'm happen? That's not fan, fair. I'm pissed off. Like, That's just not fair. It's not. It's not that you, you should, I'm telling you, Oregon should be, I mean, I'm going to put Florida state on blast 1993. Okay. They Charlie Ward Heisman trophy winner that year. They won the national title. Notre Dame got fucked in the ass that year because Notre Dame and FSU both have one loss. Notre Dame won the head to head meeting against Florida state in the regular season. They beat Florida state. Mm -hmm. But why does Florida state get to play for the national title and not Notre Dame? I hate to put over Notre Dame here, but I'm just calling it like I see it. That's not fair. That's my problem. That's always been my problem with college football. I love college football, the game, but the way the championships are decided, the way that, that you're even now still, they, they change to a playoff system, but even the way the teams are put in the system or in the playoffs is I, I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. it that's, that's Should that's, there be more teams in the playoffs or – not necessarily. Well, yes, I think I think there has to be more teams in the playoffs, and 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 I guess this is the right time to transition to talking about how the college football playoff is is set up. But right now, there's four teams. Yep, you have six conferences, right? Power mm-hmm. five conference, and I think they throw in like the uh, what are the uh, yeah. what are the conferences? one of them Pop Warner conferences. I know what you're talking about, right? So how are you going to have sit five Power five conferences, or let's say six conferences, but only only allow four teams in the playoff, right? It, it, it in in the NFL, right? You have you have a, a set playoff structure, right? Yeah. If you win your division, you're in the playoff. Yeah. Right. And absolutely. then they have wild cards, right? They take the next best teams with the best records, and you're in, right? Yeah. It's it. There's no questions. There's no voting. There's no matter of opinion in it. It's based on your wins and losses. Yes. And and until I I hate the fact that college football doesn't put in teams based on their wins and losses. You should with with our every conference has a conference championship game, right? Yep. What the fuck does that count for, right? If you win that game, you're in the playoff. That's the way it should be. So That's, there should be six teams in the playoffs. There should be the, the Power 5 conference champions and then one of these little chump Pop Warner conferences should play like like the chump conferences they should have to play you know Alabama or Clemson or Ohio State in round 1 right yeah i i until i heard about the 12 team playoff which i kind of i like i always thought that 8 was the magic number right eight teams you have five power five conferences you take the winner of each conference and then you you take the next three best teams based on record yeah right mm-hmm. and if you have ties if you have three teams that have one loss or three teams that have two loss losses, then you go. Then you could maybe go on ranking, right? Which teams are ranked the highest, right? Yeah. The rankings, the ranking things, I think, is all 
bullshit anyways, right? There should be divisions and standings, no fucking rankings, right? <laughs> Especially no preseason rankings. My personal opinion, they should wait till like week five or week four, maybe week five before you come out with any rankings. These whole preseason rankings. Alabama is an entirely different team. They have a new guy at each starting position, right? <laughs> so they have 20-some guys go to the NFL every year. But yet you're, each year they're ranked for number one based on uh, uh, um, what they did last year, right? Yeah. What What was Texas A&M ranked when, when they beat Alabama? This year? Yeah. Let's see. They lost to Texas A&M. Oh, I don't know. I don't even think they were ranked. So they lost to an unranked opponent. I believe so. I, I believe Texas A&M wasn't even, wasn't even ranked. Let me look this up. But yeah, that's that's always been my problem with uh, the college football playoffs. Is that is just it, it's I, I don't like that it's a matter of opinion, right? To getting into the way that I would vote for a national championship with the with, the, with, the, with the with there being four teams now, the way that I would vote, I'm voting for the four teams that I think are the best teams in college football. Even I mean, because like I said, a one loss Alabama or a one loss Buckeyes would run the score up on Cincinnati right now, in my opinion. When I say run the score, I'm talking about Steve Spurrier style. <laughs> Texas A&M was, is now ranked number 17. I think, I don't okay. know what they were ranked then, but I think they were unranked. But, yes, you take, you have your conferences, you have a conference championship game, right? And now I know each team can't play every team in your conference, right? Because there's just too many teams, right? There's a 12-game schedule. I think some teams have, or some conferences have, what, 14 or 16 teams in their conference, correct? Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. So you play every team in your division. Then you pick a couple teams from the other division that you have to play every year, right? See, this is the problem. NCAA needs to take over and scheduling for for college football, Right. It's it's stupid that coaches are allowed to to pick their own schedule, right? Because of course I'm going to put if it's empty spots where I don't have to have have those interconference games and those those required games, I'm going to try to go out and find the the biggest candy ass team that I can put on my schedule because that's another win for me, right? I can choose my wins. I hate that about college football. There should be a structure to you must play each team in your division once. You must play at least two teams in your in the other other division in your conference, right? Then you must play uh, two teams from that were ranked in the top 25 the year prior, right? Good point. Take an, pick another conference. You must play two teams from this other conference, right? Have some kind of structures where it's even. So everybody's playing, you, you know, Big Ten gets to play the SEC or a couple teams in the ACC, but there's a structure to it, just like in the NFL where – your division each year, you play two other divisions, right? You yeah. play, you play everybody in your division twice. You play another NFC division, the entire div- div- division. You play an AFC division, and then they pick a couple more teams, one in the NFC, one in the AFC, and it's fair. It's, it's fair for everyone. You are playing the same quality of teams, right? So it's more comparable. Yeah, and then we let the records figure it out, and then there's no question. Now, now let me ask you this: Does Ohio State have Iowa on their schedule? In the remaining games? They do not. Okay. Iowa definitely is not going to be in the playoffs because what's going to get held against them 
is that they didn't have Ohio State or Michigan on their schedule. That, that's got to carry some weight. Would you agree with that? With, yes. with the Iowa argument? Plus, they lost to Purdue. They lost to Purdue. Who was unranked at the time. They're ranked 25 now. I'm happy for them, but they lost to Purdue. And they don't have the Buckeyes. Or, I never, I never like that when, when a Big Ten team doesn't have to play both, both of them. No, because you no, because like you said, man, these people who do these schedules in the Big Ten, you should at the very least have to play one or the other. Would you agree with that? D sweet. You should have to play one or the other. You, there's no way. There's no way that that's a coincidence that that they have Ohio State and Michigan off their schedule. Yeah, um, I didn't realize that till now. Huh? What was? It? Yeah, and that's that goes to my point, right? You pay, you play every team in your division. I right? know, but not everybody plays um, everybody in the other division. Now, it, I, I know that, it, but but there's seven there's always... seven teams in our division, the, the Ohio State Michigan division. There's seven teams, so I was going to have to play a couple of them, at least three of them. Or there's there's just no way that you should be leaving the Buckeyes of Michigan off here. If you want to be a contender in the Big Ten, you you have to play at least one of them. Well, I mean, that's going to happen, even even with a structured system. Now, even where, though Ohio – I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. Now, even now, I know I understand Ohio State has been handing us our ass for 20 years now. But we still – well, you know, minus a couple seasons. We still have pretty much – other than the Spartans, we have a good record pretty much against everybody else. Yeah. So, you know, Michigan would always be a tough game for Iowa. I don't like that, how they don't have to play both. That, I'm, I'm pissed now. Well, now, this year we do play three teams from the other division, from the Big Ten West. We, we played Northwestern. We will play Northwestern today, Wisconsin, and Nebraska. So there's going to be those times, even in that structured uh, you know, schedule like I suggested, you're not going to get to play every team in that other division, right? You're going to have to pick. It's going to be random. You know, maybe, you know, it's unfortunate that this year we, that nobody plays – Iowa, except for Penn State, to help figure that out because Iowa's going to get Iowa's going to get to the the Big Ten championship game even with a loss to Purdue, Let right? Me, because they yeah. have no one else in their division. I mean, you got in Minnesota. Who, who would you say again? Iowa. They'll, they'll do what? Iowa. Iowa's still going to get to the Big Ten championship. Oh yeah, yeah, they are. But right? they're not going to they're not going to see the playoffs though. No, because I don't think I don't think they're a strong enough team. I think they're a team that were. They I, lost I, to an inferior opponent, and I'm telling you that right now it's going to get brought up that the Buckeyes and Wolverines were not on their schedule. Well, not only that, but I think whatever team gets to the the Big Ten championship team to face Iowa is going to is going to be a better team because they're going to go through. We, we, Iowa doesn't have to go through what the other four teams have to go through. To exactly, season, Michigan right? State, Michigan, Penn State, and and Ohio State. Right. Exactly, they, they don't have the gauntlet to go through like the no, other they don't. four teams, right? So, whatever team gets to that game against Iowa, they're going to be a better team. Yeah, they'll be and heavily I, favored. I don't think Iowa's going to win anyways, right? Because there won't be, even be a question. Um, I am a fan of Kirk Ferentz, their coach. I've always Kirk been a Ferentz, fan of his. Yep. Um, he's been there a long time. I don't. I don't think Iowa will win the Big Ten title game. I still think it'll. Be a close game, I, I think. I don't know. I now, don't let know. me ask you this. Let, let's say, let's say it came, and I'm just using, I'm throwing a random team out there. This team I'm getting ready to bring up has nothing to do with what we're talking about here. I'm just, just a thought. How would you feel as a Michigan fan if it came down 
to the committee that's getting ready to vote for the fourth playoff team. And it's between, let's say, we'll say Michigan and Tennessee. I'm just going to use Tennessee as an example. They're not on there. <laughs> just, I'm trying to think of an SEC team that isn't in the division with Alabama and Auburn. So Tennessee is definitely in there. Now, how would you feel if Michigan was 11-1 and on the year and Tennessee was 11-1 and on the year and the committee is going to vote for them, but Tennessee didn't have Auburn and Alabama on their schedule? How, how, would, they, how would they get the vote? Shouldn't they have to play one or the other? I, even though they're not in the same division, yes. wouldn't you be pissed about that? I don't like. Yes, it, it does make me mad when they put when they put the the emphasis on the conference, right? So let's say, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna go with Tennessee because they're in the SEC, which is a much harder conference. Even though you don't have Georgia or Alabama on your schedule, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's I. Yeah, think or that, I could have said yeah, or Georgia. Yeah, that happens all the time, and it's disrespectful. And and you know, you have a, a what'd you say, a, a one loss Michigan team and a one loss Tennessee team. Yeah, I should have said Georgia and Alabama. Are they in the same? They're in the same division, aren't they? Same division, uh, Georgia. I don't think so. No, no Georgia's no, Georgia in the Alabama Florida. They're in the Florida division. Yeah. So in in Georgia's division, Tennessee is in Georgia's, and then you have Kentucky, which is who's ranked number fifteen right now, right? Yeah. So yeah, Ernie Ernie Sanders from Beecher, uh, he's playing good for them for Kentucky. Yeah, okay. Uh, but yeah, they're not the kid. But I get it. Yeah, they, they, there's there's been times where emphasis has been put on the conference, right? Especially when Big Ten went through the years of like being down. You know. Yeah. Uh, you have a you know a two loss SEC team get in or over a, a one loss Big Ten team or something like that, or like one of those. You know, undefeated Coastal Carolina or UCF for fucking Cincinnati gets in over over a one loss Big Ten team that maybe lost in the Big Ten championship game. You know, when it's happened many times where it, the the SEC championship game really doesn't mean anything because you're both are getting in the playoff anyway. Yeah, Cincinnati. Are they if they go undefeated? Are they in or out in your in your estimation? They have to be out. I don't see. <laughs> I don't see the clout on their schedule. Like I don't see the strength of the teams that they're beating to 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 get in. I mean, even even a one loss Oklahoma, one loss Alabama, a, a one loss Ohio State, a one loss Michigan. I don't see how you put Cincinnati in over those teams. I, I just don't see it. Cincinnati, if you want to be in the playoff, bring your ass to the Big Ten and then go undefeated. Then we'll put you in the playoff. Right? Yeah. Come play some real teams, right? Cincinnati probably should be in the Big Ten. If all these schools start rearranging and making these super conferences and, and building up to like 18 teams, 20 teams per conference, great. Cincinnati, I think Cincinnati and Notre Dame should be should be in the Big Ten. Agreed. Yeah. Especially with Luke Fickle. They've got a good team. But show us. Go join a team. Go join a conference where you can actually, where those wins <laughs> actually mean something. Right? Yeah. Yeah, I, I don't have anything more to say about Cincinnati. I said how I felt about them, <laughs> and I'm no. not trying to take away from them. They're having a great season. Okay, they're a top. They're they're a top twenty team. Uh, they are. But yeah, yeah. I mean, you could even you can. They're a top ten team. They they can be in yeah. the top ten, but it's hard to put them in. the The two biggest slaps on the face here is Cincinnati being ranked number two and Oregon being ranked number ten. Like it just seems stupid. Because here's Cincinnati undefeated playing nobody except for Notre Dame. And they're number two. Oregon, they're in the Pac-10, played some tough teams, 
went into the into Columbus and beat Ohio State, and you're sitting there ranked number ten. If I was an Oregon fan, I would be livid. So, so Cincinnati, they, uh, the committee, they're trying to tell us that they are, as of today, they are a Georgia Bulldogs loss away. If Georgia were to lose today, you're telling me when. One. You're telling me if the polls came out tomorrow that Cincinnati would be number one. They're the best team in the country. If Georgia next weekend goes and loses to Florida, then you're looking at a number one ranked Cincinnati team. Oh, my God. Possibly. Because <laughs> Who do they play next? Oklahoma plays Kansas. Alabama plays Tennessee. Um, Ohio State plays uh, Indiana today and Penn State next week. So if you're talking about two weeks from now – Ohio State playing uh, uh, Penn State and beats them. D- does that mean that Ohio State has a chance to be number one? Because they, they I don't know. As man. far as the teams that they played, no, nobody's playing anybody except for Ohio State, and they beat number seven ranked Penn State. Doesn't shouldn't that make them the better team than Cincinnati? <laughs> one would think, but. This is this is why college football makes no sense to me. And this is this is I I just can't I can't. I love college football, but I also hate college football because it is too much, too much political, too much opinion and votes and money and and doing things for. I just can't stand it. That's why I like the NFL. There's at least there's I'm a guy that likes structure, right? Yeah. You do A, B, and C, you're in the playoff, right? Not like oh you're gonna do A, B, and C, and then we're gonna take a vote. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, man. I don't know. That doesn't make sense. College basketball, I mean, they can do the same thing, but I mean, it's there's 64 teams, so it's hard to get it wrong in college basketball when you put 64 teams, 68 teams now in the in the in the playoff system because you can run through those games. But I mean, there's still teams that get in by a matter of opinion, but it's never wrong in college basketball because the the cream of the crop is going to rise, right? Yeah. And, Supposedly. Th- and there's no room in college football. There's no room for the upsets. There's no room for the Cinderella's in college football because it's just not going to happen. You, you don't have the, the odds are very, very low of Cinderella's when you only have four teams playing in the playoff. When you, when you have 12 teams now, when we, when we move to the proposed 12 team system where they take the, the six conference champions and then the six, the next six highest ranked teams, right? Yeah. And then the, the top four ranked teams, get buys right so the other eight teams uh is that right eight teams yes the other eight teams play in the first round at the i think it's the higher ranked campus right so let's say let's say michigan was ranked number let's say they're six say if the the new 12 team system right now was worth to, to start today and michigan was ranked six and let's say ohio state won the won the division won the big 10 then However, they I think it would be the highest five would play 12, six would play 11, yep. something like that, right? Yeah. So there'd be a playoff game in the big house, right? And then that gets all sorted out, and then they'd go on and play, right? Now, with the 12-game system or 12-team system, I think there's room in there for a, a lower-ranked team to go in and shock one of the favorites, right? But in a four-team system, there's no there's no room for that. You're talking about <laughs> I need to win two games to win the national championship in the, in the playoff, right? Like, well, it just it, doesn't allow for those magical moments. It doesn't allow for that that fifteen over one upset or or you know, in like in the in college basketball, it, it doesn't allow for those moments of of Cinderella ness or magic, in, you know, for a team to go in and shock some people and and win it. 
eh, I can go either way on that one. For me personally, I really don't mind four teams. I just have a I have a problem when every now and then they put a team like Cincinnati right now in the top four. I have a I have a big issue with that. that yeah. that's the only. I don't know. I don't know what the. I mean, it sounds voting sounds like it would be easy because you just have a bunch of guys that vote. Like it's an election or something. I don't know. I don't know what the criteria is. I don't know what they're looking at um, when they vote for these teams. Now, uh, another another uh, poll I never liked. I never. I was never a fan of the coaches' poll. <laughs> why? Why do coaches get to vote? And the reason why I say that is because they're not. They're not watching all these games. They're only. They're focusing on their team and what you know the task at hand that they have to do. Why do coaches get the vote? How, do, how the hell do they know who the best teams are? I mean, I mean, it's not the only scenario where. It, I mean, Derek, Derek would have more credibility being a voter because he could watch all these games. He's not, you know, he's not coaching the Nebraska Cornhuskers where his 24 hours a day he's focusing on his team. He ain't got time to watch, if he's a coach, to watch all these games and get to vote. Well, I mean, no, no offense to Derek, and it's not a shot at Derek. I didn't offend him. That wasn't offensive, was it? <laughs> No, what I'm about to say, oh. like you're talking about Derek being an average fan voting, right? Not every average fan knows what the fuck they're talking about, right? I'm not talking about Derek, but this is the coaches. At least you you would say, would you or not say a uh, uh, head college football coach is a college football subject matter expert? Would you say they're an say expert? a what? Would you say that a college football coach, a head coach, yeah, right, Jim Harbaugh? Is he not an expert on college football? Is he not a subject matter expert, so to speak? Sure. Right? Their opinions matter, right? Yeah, but how do they know who the best teams are if they're not watching them? Well, they are watching them. I oh, mean, they are. You, you, I, you have to imagine that college head football coaches are paying attention to what other teams are doing, right? Just like the press is, right? That's, that's why they have the Associated Press and, and you know, the, okay. the coaches poll, right? You have to think those people are the the guy the people that have the best opinions, have the best educated opinions about what the other teams are doing and can do because they they watch them. That's their job to watch and coach football. How do they have time to watch other games? How do they have the time? There's not that many you know coaches a college football coach you know with the recruiting and having to go here and meet him here and meet the parents here. Uh, Studying film, which takes eight or nine hours in a day, yeah. according to some former players. Um, I just don't know how they have the time to diagnose who the best teams are. It's kind of like I've also had the same problem with this in boxing, in professional boxing. I think that judges, if you're a judge, you should have some kind of boxing background, whether it's golden gloves or whatever. You should have – because sometimes you'll see like uh, – um, like Dolby Shirley was a boxing judge. And then you'll see like a, I'm not trying to sound like I don't like women or something. Okay. I'm just being honest here. You'll see like two guys and then you'll see like a lady with blonde hair earrings. Look, that looks like Aaron Andrews. And she's a judge, the judge boxing. How the, how the hell does she know what she's looking at? How does she, you need to have a former boxer. It doesn't have to be a pro, just boxing period. Those should be judges. Same should go for college football. Um, yes, I agree with the Jim Harbaugh about him being an expert, all that, but we'll use Derek as the example. If that's his job, 
to to focus on and study all of these teams. You need to you know get a whole bunch of people, hire them to do that. It's your you have a responsibility to diagnose all of these teams. I don't care if you have to work nineteen or twenty hour days. That is your job, and there's just not enough time for coaches to be looking at all these games. So so what qualifies you then? So I, I get it. If you had a system where. Well, I don't like the committee fucking system anyways, but let's let's play devil's advocate. Let's say you have a committee of those type of people that that is their job to rank teams appropriately. What are their backgrounds? Who are they? Who are they? Who are, they? are they ex-athletes? Are they just people that watch the game? Are they are they press members of the press? Are they ex-coaches? Who, who, are, who are they made of? Okay. The only way I can answer that, I don't know like what kind of background or what your resume should be, but let's say, okay, like we're not big NHL guys, right? I don't know if you are. Are you a big NHL, no, Mark? Uh, NHL okay. is probably the, game, the, the sport I watch the least. Okay, me too. So we probably have the equal amount of knowledge when it comes to NHL. Now, if it was our job to, you know, when we wake up in the morning to watch these games, watch Colorado, Nashville, Detroit, and whoever, if that's our job to watch it all year round, we don't have to know what the rules are in hockey. We don't have to have a background. If we watched all of these games, and if we watched the Red Wings, you know, 55 times, the Maple Leafs 60 times, we will know who is better than who. It doesn't matter what our background is. If you watch a sport long enough where you're watching it every day, well, that's your job. I'm talking about where that's your actual job. Mm-hmm. Forget about you working at Bayview uh, Empire. Or what's the name of your place? BAE. Yeah, that too. Forget <laughs> about that. This is your full-time job, okay? If we were watching NHL games every day for years, we would we would be able to know who's better than who based on what we have seen. We don't have to have hockey backgrounds. Agree? Yeah, I agree. I agree. If we had a system of unbiased either, and I think it should be made up, and I, forgive me if I, I don't really know what who the who makes up the committee right now, the BCS committee. But the committee doesn't really get going until they doesn't. I used to know. I can't. They don't enact things until like when the first BCS standings come out, right? When the playoff standings come out, that's when the committee takes over. Now, if you're talking about a committee that they forget AP poll, forget the coaches poll, right? You want to talk about committee rankings? Then I I better see a committee made up of non-active press members, right? You don't have an affiliation to any any beat. And in any state, city, in in the country, right? You're you're a member of the press that you you're going to quit working for this paper and you're going to come be a member of this committee, right? Ex players and ex coaches, right? Because you can't have coaches that have any affiliation, right? You can't have players that have any affiliation, and you got to vet them so that they're not biased. First right? person I think of when you say that is Kirk Herbstreit. He's not. A, I don't know if he's a voter or not, but. When he does all these college games, I fucking hate curve. He, tri- he tries so hard. He's such an Ohio and he does State all slappy. the Ohio State games too. He tries so hard to be objective, and he thinks he's calling it down the middle. He, he's he not, ain't he's man. If you if you actually pay attention to him, he ain't. Yeah, <laughs> go. I'm sorry, but you know they, it's got to be made up of people that that are unbiased. X. Now I I don't think there's anyone better to do that. I mean, I'm not saying that if you or I had a job where it was just we're, we're college football experts, right? Or we love the game, and it, we're going to say, hey, it's your job to watch every single game and yeah. tell us who the who the best team is. Yeah, are. and if we were watching all these games for year in and year out, we would know who's better than who. Right, but you also have some, you have to have some sort of credibility, 
right? You can't just take Joe Schmo off the street and say, "Hey, watch all these games and tell me." Yeah, but what if it? Yeah, but what if he watches every minute of every game and studies it? What if he's actually like taking it seriously and studying? Not now. When you say some Joe Schmo off the street. You know, that can kind of – you could give, like, a false perception that, yeah, he ain't going to take this seriously. He ain't going to care. What if he does care? And what if he does try to, like, diagnose, like, all these teams and watch them play 30, 40, 50 times where he's seen them play a lot? You, you know who's better, wouldn't you? Yes, yes. It, okay, it, look, I don't watch the NFL. I don't watch the NFL. You know that. I don't even watch the Lions. I tried. <laughs> we ain't going to go through that again. Right. But anyways, I don't watch the NFL. If I watched the NFL from 1 o'clock – p.m. till 11:30 at night every sunday and i watched every monday night football game and and i was flipping through the channels you know watching all these games keeping up with them i would be able to determine in my honest estimation who's the better football team at the end of the year in january because i've watched them and studied them even though i don't watch the nfl couldn't name couldn't name eight quarterbacks right now i probably could but probably not right but but like I'm saying, you, you got you, yes, that's great. But you got to have some kind of credibility. You can't like when I say Joe show off Joe Schmo off the street. Like when you go into a, apply for a job, right? You can say, yeah, I don't, I know how to do X, Y, and Z. But as a, as a someone hiring you, I need to see on paper that you that you actually do know how to do X, Y, and Z, right? Like I need somebody with some credibility. You know, I I need I need a, a Desmond. Howard are they going for a, are they going for a coaching or, position here that you're hiring, or are they are they voting just by watching? That's two different things. No, what I'm saying is the people that vote or the people that may determine the rankings. They need to have some credibility. They need to be a former member of the press. They need to be a former player or a former coach, right? You got to be in one of those three avenues to have some co- sort of credibility for me to believe you to believe that you're you're giving the best opinion right your your educated opinion is trusted because you have some credibility because you've been a member of the press you've been a player or you've been a coach can't just take some guy off the street and sit him down and say hey hey i love coach football i'll watch every game and tell you who's best yeah okay first of all if the guy sounds like that he's a dumbass you're you're not going (laughs) to interview just going to tell him to turn around walk out and then we can't we're not talking about people like that all I said was, if you take a sport that you and I are totally uneducated on, well, forget about hockey. We don't even say hockey. Let's take, like, figure skating, okay? If, if, if we had to watch it and vote, if we're watching every event, we don't have to know the X's and O's and their preparation. We don't have to have knowledge on it. If we're watching these people for years. Well, no, but, no, but I disagree. I, I, I think you, you, by knowing the sport, you know those little subtle nuances, right? Some average guy just watching college football is not going to notice some of the same things that uh, a college football coach is going to notice, right? It, it, there's, there's subtle details and nuances in the game that, that you're not going to notice unless you know the game, right? Like I may watch a hockey game and I don't know the rules very well and I'd be like, well, why did that guy just do that? Why did that goalie just... Pass the pass the puck along the boards all the way down the ice like that. Why didn't you just pass it to the so, next? Well, yeah, but you wouldn't you determine your vote that way. Well, I mean, the, what you're I'm determining is, your vote on wins and losses mainly. True, but there's little nuances in how a team performs. So, you and when take, you're watching, no, I'm gonna add to your point. When you're watching that hockey game, that's probably like the only hockey game that you're watching all year. You're not watching 500 hockey games. Right, but the average guy is not going to look at, let's say, Oregon. Okay, Oregon lost to Stanford, but Cincinnati, right? They're not going to look at these two teams and notice that, like, Oregon's a, Oregon's a top 10. Grab this. I'm a, I got something here. Just grab it and take it back over there. Top you'll, 10 team, you'll see why in a minute. Right? But they, they lost, 
right? But the, these things happen. They weren't, you know, they made some mistakes. These little subtle things happened, and it cost them the game, and they lost, right? But is Oregon still a better team than Cincinnati? I believe so, right? So when you know the game, when you're an expert of the game, you know those little details of the game that you can make a better determination of who's better. The average guy that just sits and watches a game and looks at wins and losses is not going to be able to make that determination, is not going to make the correct selections. Okay. I want you to write something down. It's October, so the NHL, if it didn't already start, it's getting ready to start, right, the NHL? It started. Okay. I'm going to make it a point. I'm going to prove a point here to Dan, and I'm going to shove it in his face And whenever the, what is it, May or June? I know the Stanley Cup Finals is somewhere around the NBA Finals. NHL runs the, pretty much the same Pretty much the same as the NBA. Yeah. Look, I'm going to watch the NHL this year, okay? I'm, I, don't, I don't know nothing about hockey or the rules, offsides. I don't know none of that shit. I know what icing means, but I'm going to watch the NHL, a sport that I'm unfamiliar with, or I'm a Joe Schmo, whatever you want to call me. I don't care what you call me. And when the, when the playoffs start, I will tell you who's going to roll through the playoffs, uh, in the NHL playoffs, having diagnosed the regular season. I'm going to prove it to you. I'll, no, I'll, I'll go better than that. I'll prove who's going to, I'll say who's going to be in the finals. I won't just pick one team. I'll say they're going to play them in the finals. I'm going to prove Dan wrong here. Yeah, but don't, no, that's different. That's different than what we're talking about because you're not taking, you're not going to watch the NHL season and at the end of the year, it's, it'd be like, Ray, you're going to watch the NHL, and at the end of the year, I want you to pick the teams that are in the playoffs. I want you to pick the I teams can do that. that make the playoffs, not not have the playoffs already not. set for you and pick who's going to win. I want you well, to the thing determine that, who the teams are going well, to be. Well, the thing about that, that though, is. In. Yeah, but the thing about that, though, it determines itself. There's no judging to see who's in the playoffs. Right, but that's the difference between college football. That's what we're talking about here. In, in college football, there is, it is not predetermined, it's all judging. Right, that's how you determine the people that get in the playoff. It's just by judging. So by you saying I'm going to watch the watch the NHL, and at the end of the year, where you already, I'm have no a, different than that Joe Schmo you were talking about because I know nothing about the NHL. Right, but what I'm trying to I make you understand is the difference is that you're not picking in the NHL. You're not going to pick the teams that are make the playoffs. You're not going to pick the playoff pool. You're going to look at the teams that already made the playoff that are that's predetermined for you, yeah. and say, "Oh, I'm picking this team to make it all the way through the playoffs." That's that's not hard, right? People do that all the time. Okay, well then you pick a scenario for me to do. I don't care what I don't care if it's horse racing, NASCAR, pick something that well, where you got to vote. That's the difficulty because there's there's no other sports scenario like college football where right this, everything else is predetermined. This all started when we were talking about the coaches' poll, okay. And I'm not wrong when I say these coaches are not watching all of these other games. They don't have that kind of time. You're right. Okay? I'm not a college football coach, but with the recruiting, um, practice, everything, the travel, that's a 24-7 job, focusing on your team, which is hard enough. Yes. Jim Harbaugh, with his high IQ that you just referred to him to, uh, Jim Harbaugh doesn't have time to watch – all these games. So that, that's all I'm saying. I'm you're not correct. saying that the coaches aren't qualified. I'm, I'm not, not saying, saying that. I'm not saying you're wrong. All I said was when do they have the time? How They're not watching all these. That's all I said. They probably don't. They probably don't watch every minute of every game. They probably have, if they watch other tapes of, of teams that they don't even play, they're probably watching the coaches' real version of these games 
They're watching clips. They're paying attention to the media, right? They're they're doing other things. Maybe they have some guy on their staff to be like, hey, go watch these games and tell me what you think, right? Maybe that happens. I don't know. Does a college coach have the time to watch every single college basketball game? No, probably not. But they have, <laughs> no. their, they have their ear to the ground enough and have enough, they pay attention enough to make a determination because they're a head football coach in the NCAA. They, their opinion is weighted more than yours and I's because he's an expert on college football. That's not the argument. That's not the argument. Okay. How do they have the time? I don't know. A, a college, a, 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 from all everything I've heard, whether it's NFL or college football, like it's the worst job to have if you're married to someone, right? Because you never see them during the season. It, it's a fucking twenty four seven job, right? Because you're you hear about it all the time. A coach is sleeping at the facility, you know getting four hours of sleep on the couch in their office, right? Because they're constantly watching film. They're constantly prepping. They're constantly doing watching tape. You know, I don't know. But do like I said, do they watch every college football game? No. They watch. They pay attention to the big ones, I'm assuming. I'm not saying they watch full tape on every game. Maybe they catch highlights. Maybe they, you know, like I said, maybe they have I'm a guy sure that, yeah, yeah, they do all that. that does that for them or, or whatever. But they have an ear to the ground enough to form an expert opinion on and rank. Yeah. Okay. Is it flawed? Yes. Is it is it perfect system? No. It, it, far from it. Okay. I'm hungry now, so I'm going <laughs> to close this out here. This is how we're going to end this. Now, my prediction, my midseason prediction for the Big Ten, I believe that it's going to come down to the game to see who plays Iowa in the Big Ten title game, okay? Michigan-Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Through all those scenarios that we just covered, I think it's going to come down to that game for the I, right I for the right to play Iowa. Should they beat Iowa, Michigan or Ohio State? I, I believe rather they have one loss or zero losses, one of those teams will be in the playoffs. That's my prediction. I agree. I definitely agree. I think um, I think Michigan gets to Ohio State undefeated. I think we take care of Michigan State and Penn State. Whew. I just think they're a the better so. team. Like even when I watched that game, the the Penn State or Iowa game, I watched that game, and then I watched the the Nebraska Michigan game, and I'm like, I think either one of these teams could beat them, right? I didn't think and maybe it was just that game that neither team looked very strong. It was like Michigan would beat either one of these teams just purely on Michigan's defensive prowess and run game. I, I think they were a better team. Okay. Uh, here's another thing I'm going to say. This is going to sound kind of funny. I actually mean this. D-, D-, D knows how I feel about this kind of stuff. Those two road games at Sparty and at Happy Valley, okay? If we wear our blue pants with the white, we'll win both of those games. If we wear white on white, <laughs> I don't think we'll win. I, I, I'm tired of looking at them wearing white on white. I like those blue pants that's on the, the thing, road. Right, right? Aren't they undefeated in, in the blue pants and white jerseys? On the road, they only wore the, the white tops with the blue once. That was at Wisconsin. Okay. They wore the white on white at Nebraska. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the white on white either. It's played out, man. It just reminds you too much of Jim Harbaugh's struggles, man. This, yeah. I like the blue with the Michael Jordan symbol. Well, it probably won't be the case because I, I, think, I believe Penn State, they wear all white at home? No, they wear blue they with blue, white pants. Blue with white pants. Okay. Yeah. All right. White helmets. So that might be a little tricky. But, yes, I, I, think, I think we get through Michigan State and Penn State. And I think it comes down to that game at the end of the year against Ohio State, um, which I think we can win. 
I'm not saying it's we're gonna, due. I'm not. We're be due. Easy. Um, I I think we can win because we're due. It's a, I can't really say anything because of the level of our defense and the and the competency that we have at quarterback. We have a good running game. Our offensive line plays really well. I think that we can slow down Ohio State enough to catch them. Okay, we'll really see. Do. I really do. Are we going to get a prediction out of D. Sweet since he decided to join us today? You can just sit right there. Just. Uh, Okay. These sweets calling Ohio State. So you think Michigan makes it to Ohio State undefeated, but just Ohio State wins that game? You got to realize, Dan, the last time we played at Penn State, Jim Harbaugh iced our own kicker. <laughs> it just feels it just feels like a different team this year. You know, it doesn't feel if, like I said, those scenarios where in the past that we we made a mistake or threw an interception or got a fumble or couldn't to couldn't make a stop. Those moments feel the opposite this year, this season. We're making big stops. We're making plays when we when we need them. The running game is coming through. You know, yeah. Sixty-two to thirty-nine was the final score. I was physically ill for three days. <laughs> I, I mean, I get that. I get there's being realistic, and then there's. The, I don't like being realistic. That's just no fun. You have to. Control. Well, no, I mean, I, I, I respect his opinion. You know, I'm, I'm talking about like other people where they. Well, somebody's going to respect. They pick Michigan to lose every game. And shit. <laughs> if somebody's going to respect your pick, they get, need to be able to say, "Well." He's not pulling a Kurt Herbstreit or a Rodney Harrison no. and and just making a homer pick, right? Because that's their team, right? You have to you have to be realistic in in your picks. My realistic opinion is like like I said, it's going to come down to that game, and when one of those teams beats Iowa in the title game, the committee wants Michigan or Ohio State in the playoffs. They do. Yeah. Now I, I will I, say one more thing, Dan. I'm sorry. No. Keep cutting you off, man. It's rude, ain't it? Um, with our youth, as youthful as we are, if we finish this regular season with one loss, with, with an Ohio State victory under our belt, sky's the limit next year. I'll be talking different next season. I, I, I'm not giving up on this season, but I'm just saying we're really young. You know, there could be a time where our inexperience could show a little bit against the Buckeyes or Penn State or Michigan State. Yep. Okay? But we're very young. Yep. At almost every position. You so I, I like I love this group of kids that we got now. I think the the Mike McDonald I'm a big fan of, our defensive coordinator. Yep. Um but I think people a lot of people are kinda of hard on Josh Gaddis. I mean, you know, whatever, but like you, you and Steve said, just toe the line, believe in them and just just enjoy the journey. Yeah, it, it took a long time, uh, and we'll see. Like I said, the the jury's still out on this season. We'll see. But if if we can have a, a successful season this year, Next year, then I think everybody yeah. is. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna question anybody for jumping on jumping on the train yeah. after that, right? Because we've got a great defense, uh, great defensive coordinator. We've got a, a, a large stable of young, talented running backs. Yeah, our wide receivers. I think Jim Harbaugh see, said, said about his wide receiver room that there's no separation top to bottom, with the exception of Ronnie Bell. So who they have on the field right now. They're all the same. There's no separation. They're all at an equal level, yeah. right? Ronnie Bible special, but our tight end has been playing good too. What's his name? Shoon, 
Shoemaker, yeah. Shoemaker. He's been playing good, too. Go ahead. Yep. I'm sorry. No, but I just think we we got two young quarterbacks that look to be on the right road of development, right? They're 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 not getting the attention of uh, you know the the two was or the the Trevor Lawrence or you know when they were freshmen or whatever, but they look to be developing the right way. Okay, now this is actually the final thing I'm gonna say because uh, it's time to go. We're gonna okay. miss the kickoff. Okay. Um, the reason why I don't like I don't like to be like realistic i mean i do like to be realistic but what i have sometimes why i don't like that is because as i've gotten older okay i'm 44 now with our team our young team playing as good as they are right now six and oh when i was younger i only cared about the destination on winning the championship winning this winning that but as i've gotten older i've just learned to just enjoy the journey okay right now we're six and oh got a good opportunity to go seven and oh today Big game next week in East Lansing. Just enjoy the journey. Because mm-hmm. if you enjoy the journey, the destination will take care of itself. Does that, that make sense to you, Dan? It makes a lot of sense. Okay. Yep. Enjoy the journey. Yeah. One, one quick prediction before we get out of here. I'm going to say that Ohio State loses to Penn State. Ooh. And loses to us. And I'm going to say Michigan State is going to go 0-3 against us, Penn State and Ohio State. That's just my – those are my bold – my bold predictions. I think okay. I don't. I think Ohio State is going to have two losses, and I think uh, Michigan State is going to go zero and three against those uh, the other teams. All right, that's that's what I'm saying. It is bold. It's bold, but like I, I just don't have a lot of faith in Ohio State this year. I just don't. Not okay. against good teams, but so we got to we got to wrap it up because we're gonna we're gonna try to go make kickoff here. So thank you again for joining us. Like I say every week, uh, if you like what we're doing. Hit the like button, hit subscribe, tell your friends, check us out. Uh, we're on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Come have a listen. We'll see you next time. Don't forget about Benny's Beer Hall coming soon, Millington, Michigan. Ben is uh, doing some really good things with the space, and it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty badass bar. So until next time, Ray, go blue, go blue. <laughs> <laughs>